Welcome to the drdavidmarlin.com Stable Science Podcast. I'm Dr. David Marlin, and along with a great team of experts, I'm helping horse owners and riders achieve optimal performance for their much-loved horses. In these podcasts, we will discuss science-led research, technology, information, and advice to help you care for your horses so they may live healthier, happier, and longer lives. To support the podcast and all our research and science for horses, go to our website, www.drdavidmarlin.com, and to learn more about what we do and the hot topics under discussion, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hi, my name's Dr. David Marlin. And this is a short podcast about the use of tapering training for improved equestrian performance. Now, if you're a competitive runner or a cyclist or a swimmer, or you're involved in any kind of semi-professional sport, then you're very likely to know all about tapering. But if you're a rider, then there are chances you may not know about tapering. So what is tapering? Well, tapering is a technique whereby you reduce the amount of daily training as you approach a competition. Um, and you would normally do this over sort of a period of, of one to two weeks. And specifically, it involves reducing the amount of time you train, but keeping the training intensity the same. So uh, let's think of how this might work in terms of uh, dressage. Let's say you're preparing for a dressage competition um, and normally you do kind of 50-60 minutes school in a day um, what you would do you would do the same kind of uh, movements but you would do less of them so instead of perhaps you know doing your uh, 10 meter circles um, 10 times you might reduce it down to sort of six times and then down to four times. And then the day before, you perhaps might only do those circles once or twice. Um, if it was show jumping, then 
what you would do is you would jump the same type uh, of jumps and the same height of jumps. But if you normally did a sort of 30, 40 minute session, you would gradually reduce that down each day. So you would just jump in the same types of jumps, but you would jump in them less often. Um, if it's, uh, let's say, for an endurance horse, um, then you would reduce the distance that you were covering each day in your training coming into competition, but you would keep the speed at which you were training the same. Now, so this is, we are reducing the, what we call the volume of exercise, the amount you're doing, but not the intensity. Um, now, less commonly, tapering can also consist of reducing both the uh, the amount and the intensity of the training as you come into a competition. But that's less, less common. So for a human athlete, if they were a cyclist and they normally did sort of like, uh, I don't know, 40K a day uh, training, then coming into a competition, they would still train at the same speed but they would just drop that down to say 35K, 30K, 25K. They would drop down the distance, but maintain the intensity of the, of the training. So what's the benefit of tapering? Well, in human studies, where there are a lot of studies on tapering, it has been shown to increase strength, speed, power, endurance. And of course, ultimately this increases performance. And the reason why tapering works is because daily training, even if you're perfectly healthy and you're very fit, leads to low level damage to the muscles and also partial depletion of muscle glycogen. Muscle glycogen is uh, how glucose is carbohydrate is stored within the muscle and carbohydrate pretty much limits performance in almost all sports apart from uh, should we say weightlifting, very explosive short sports, or uh, perhaps some of the things like uh, I don't know clay pigeon shooting? Um, it's unlikely that uh, glycogen would limit you there. But what tapering does, it allows the muscles to recover to a greater extent than they would normally if you just carried on doing the same type of training each day, and it also maximizes the muscle glycogen stores. And tapering can also be a benefit to horses that have injuries, for example, orthopedic issues such as tendonitis, arthritis, bruised feet, um, as by reducing the uh, amount of work you're doing each day, it provides an opportunity for short-term recovery. Now, whilst most human athletes would back off their training as a competition approaches, uh, effectively what they're doing is tapering many riders or trainers actually with horses increase the intensity of the training now this doesn't really make sense um you know it, it's not going by increasing the intensity of the training coming into the like last week or so of competition you're not going to have really any effect on the horse's fitness you're more than likely going to make it uh, injure it or potentially make it a bit stale um, and normally why the riders or trainers do this is because it's an anxiety that they're not really sure if their horse is ready to compete. 
Uh, and as I say, this is usually counterproductive. So if you don't think your horse is fit enough a week before competition, then doing more work in that week, really, it will not increase your horse's fitness. It is almost certainly going to have a detrimental effect rather than a positive one. If it's a skill issue, hours of extra work might address the issue, but this could be at the expense of the horse's physical condition and the horse will be in poorer physical shape, more sore, you know, the muscles may be sore and have low muscle energy glycogen stores. So you kind of, you might save one problem or you know, solve one problem, sorry, but you actually create another. So what about tapering studies in horses? Well, this is where it's really strange because it does seem to be only one study and that is the study that was carried out by Jeremy Shearman on standard bred racehorses and it was published in 2002 um, in the Equine Veterinary Journal and what this showed was an increase in both peak speed and average speed, speed in a tapered group of standard breds compared with a control group that were just trained conventionally. So what they did was uh, they, they looked at repeated cycles of tapering training on performance in standard bred pacers and they started off with eight weeks of jogging and three times two week cycles of pace work. Um, they had 19 horses and these were randomized, i.e. they were randomly assigned to be in either the taper group or in a control group. And the taper group completed five consecutive two-week cycles in which each of the cycles there, there is incorporating a seven-day taper. Um, the control group continued with five uh, more cycles of pace work. That's their normal type of training. And then all horses at the end completed a 2,400-meter individual time trial and that was after each cycle. So they, they tested the effect of this taper sort of five times. And what they found was that the peak and mean speed of the taper group was higher than those of the control group in all of the cycles. Um, and they said that the, the differences were very clear cut in all cycles for peak speed with an overall increase of about 4.4%, which is actually, it sounds quite small, but it's actually massive in terms of uh, performance in racing. Um, now with the interval training cycles, uh, they only got an increase uh, of about 2.4% uh, for uh, mean speed. Now, they did find that four horses in the taper group were injured during interval training. Um, and again, this is something we've seen before, that uh, interval training can carry a higher risk of injury. So the, the, the injuries were not likely due to the tapering, but actually due to the, the interval training. So what they concluded uh, was that Repeated tapering produces a, a notable uh, increase in performance of standard red paces, but they also said the addition of interval training appears to increase the risk of injury. And interval training was something that was very uh, popular, um, you know, maybe 20, 30 years ago. Uh, interval training does suit some horses and is uh, it, it can be very beneficial, but 
it doesn't suit all horses either from a temperament uh, standpoint or from an, an ability to withstand it because it is uh, effectively in, in interval training you are doing a lot more work you're just doing shorter bouts of that work with with recovery in between compared to perhaps doing a, a single piece of work um, so what else can we conclude from tapering horses? Well, as I say, we've got very little to go from, but I have to say it is something I have used with a lot of clients over the years and say my practical experience from 25 years of applying this practically has convinced me that it is beneficial for the majority of horses. And we'll talk about what sort of horses it may not benefit. So... Tapering is more likely to benefit horses competing in moderate to intense sports at moderate to high level. Um, if you're doing a kind of, you know, a little uh, hunt, local hunter trial, unaffiliated, uh, it, it's unlikely your horse is going to benefit too much from tapering. Um, but if you're involved in racing or polo, eventing, jumping, dressage, driving, endurance, um, at a moderate uh, to high level um, then you are like it's likely your horse would benefit from tapering coming into competition because in most of these disciplines muscular fatigue is a common limiting factor um, for example in the second half of a dressage test we see evidence that horses are starting to fatigue in uh, the latter part of a jumping round or in the later stages of a cross-country or a flat or a national hunt race or an endurance race. Fatigue is an important component. So any horse competing at a moderate to high level or in an intense sport or any horse that starts to struggle as competition progresses, uh, for example, if you've got multiple day competitions, will almost certainly, in my experience, benefit from trying tapering. So how to taper? Well, we kind of touched on this at the start. Imagine at the peak of your training, you're walking for 15 minutes, trotting for 15 minutes, cantering for 10 minutes. Um, over seven days, you would gradually decrease the daily exercise such that maybe two days before the competition, you might only do a 10-minute walk, a five-minute trot, one minute of canter. The day before, you may do even less and, and drop out the canter completely. Uh, if in your training you were jumping 25 obstacles a day, you would reduce this by three or four obstacles a day uh, until the day before. You may not even jump at all. Now, as I say, the need to uh, jump or the need to get on your horse is pretty much a rider anxiety issue rather than a horse anxiety issue. Um, the horse doesn't know really there's a competition coming up. Um, and it's unlikely, as I say, that you will make much impact by increasing the work and probably you're going to make things worse. What horses might you, might you not try tapering with? Well, temperament can be an issue here. So uh, some horses can become very strong with tapering, um, which is potentially something very good, but not great if you can't manage the horse in the dressage. Um, some horses may need a small reduction in hard feed um, if, if they become incredibly strong or their temperament changes. 
and it is something that you need to manage carefully with horses that are prone to uh, muscle problems such as tying up um, and in these horses a reduction in hard feed is probably essential to go with the tapering but you know you don't need to taper over seven to ten days even tapering over two to three days coming into a competition is likely to pay massive benefits um, and is worth trying so what's the bottom line if you're competing at a moderate to high level and if you feel your horse starts to fade either during uh, the competition or particularly where you have multi-day competitions um, or you're looking for a competitive advantage then I'd suggest have a think about trying tapering and say if you want to start off you don't necessarily need to go for seven to ten days just start three to four days out dropping down the amount of work you do but maintaining the intensity that's the key feature good luck hi i'm daniel founder of pretty litter did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain i learned this the hard way after losing my cat gingy so i created pretty litter a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors saving you money and potentially your cat's life Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowlin Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowlin Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. I hope you enjoyed this podcast and the Stable Science series. If you want to learn more about this topic and our work, head over to the drdavidmarlin.com website. Our website and community of members discuss a wide breadth of topics and the website houses thousands of articles, webinars, videos and research, all designed to help horse owners, riders, trainers and breeders achieve optimal performance for their much-loved horses. The drdavidmarlin.com site is an independent information resource for all equestrians, a source of unbiased, science-based research. To learn more about what we do and the hot topics under discussion, follow us on Facebook, Instagram or Twitter.